Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also join me for my live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all that, you can also check out HeidiHarris.com, where my books are up there, blog posts, obviously podcast archives, and there's a link to listen live to the show from anywhere at HeidiHarris.com. Every week, we are thrilled to be joined by Dr. Kelly Victory, who provides hashtag facts, not fear. On this week's show, we talked about things like ivermectin, how that works for COVID, what happened to needing a vaccine to travel. A year ago, you didn't need a flu vaccine to travel. And isn't that a HEPA violation? Those are some of the things I discussed with Dr. Kelly Victory on my live show this week. You think it, she says it. The Heidi Harris Show on AM 670 KMZQ. Good morning. How you doing? Glad you're here. I look forward to every Monday. Dr. Kelly Victory joins us. She's the president of Victory Health, disaster preparedness, response training, active shooter preparedness. She's amazing. Leadership in times of crisis. And boy, is this country at a time of crisis. Hashtag facts, not fear. You can find her on Twitter at Dr. Kelly Victory. How are you, doctor? Always great to have you. I'm great. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. I'm sure you saw this over the weekend. Dr. Fauci claims all the credit for vaccines. Best decision I've ever made, he said. Truly, I was stunned, Heidi, because not only is it just a a remarkable amount of hubris to uh, claim responsibility for something as significant as uh, the development and launching and and fast-tracking of this this vaccine, but let's be very clear, Anthony Fauci was on record not once or twice, but many, many times late in the fall of last year, uh, in October, November of last year, saying that it would be many months into this year before vaccines were even available. He was absolutely amongst the, the growing list of things that Anthony Fauci has been dead wrong about <laughs> regarding this pandemic. He was absolutely wrong about when the vaccines would be available. He said it would be what, quote unquote, well into 2021 before yeah. vaccines would be largely available to the public. He's amazing. And, uh, as you now, now that it's uh, now that many, many people are getting vaccinated, I think we're up to about uh, 51 million Americans wow. uh, now have been fully vaccinated, meaning they've gotten either two doses of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine or the one uh, required dose of Johnson and Johnson. So uh, St. Fauci has been wrong again. St. <laughs> Fauci. We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory. It's funny, too, because, okay, so we have 50 million people who've got, who are fully vaccinated. We have, what, uh, upwards of 180 million people we think have had this, if you base it on the 30 million that the CDC claims. And you and I have talked about the fact that they even said by their own numbers that it could be six to eight times more people who've had it. That's a lot of people, doctor. A- absolutely. And, and the tragedy of all of this, in my estimation, Heidi, is that despite the fact, uh, as you rightly point out, we're probably upwards of 180 million Americans who've actually had and recovered from coronavirus. And then we've got 51 plus who are uh, fully vaccinated and almost 100 million, 93 million have gotten at least uh, a one dose. Um, yet we all still need to, according to the CDC, we all still need to wear masks and socially distances and stay away from our loved ones and hang on with a shred of hope that come 4th of July, we might be able to barbecue a hot dog together. Um, This is ridiculous. Um, The science as we have known it for decades 
about viruses and immunology and vaccines is that once people are vaccinated, they should absolutely be able to go about their business as before without masks or anything of the sort. We know that once people have had and recovered from a virus, that we have every reason to believe that they have immunity for at least some period of time, likely uh, upwards of nine or 12 months, uh, and that they can go about their business. We know that children were never at risk in the first place, so add those folks into it. And it sounds to me like we should all start planning our 4th of July barbecues right now. <laughs> We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory, president of Victory Health. She joins us every Monday for Medical Mondays. You know, it's interesting, too, these vaccine passports we keep hearing people talking about. And a lot of folks are on Twitter this morning talking about them being HIPAA violations. I would think it would be because, interestingly, you know, a year ago, doctor, a year, you know, like, let's say 13 months ago, you could get on a plane without having to prove that you had a flu shot. What's the difference here? It's political, right? It's entirely political, and you are right to point out the inconsistencies with regard to all of the other viruses that we've known about and for which people routinely get vaccinated. And I've made this point many times in the past. Uh, Once you're vaccinated for chickenpox or measles or mumps or polio, number one, you don't walk around terrified that you're actually going to contract those viruses again. And you sure as heck don't walk around thinking that you might be a, quote, asymptomatic carrier of those things. No one's worried that you that even though you were vaccinated for polio, you might be out spreading the polio virus and nobody ever would. You know, that's ridiculous. And you haven't ever had to show proof of those things to get on a plane or go to a movie theater or to attend a sporting event. So why in the world are we acting as if COVID-19, which has a far, far lesser uh, lethality, far uh, lower mortality rate than any of these other viruses, why all of a sudden do we need to have proof of this? Uh, This is another, in my estimation, control issue. And I am pro-vaccine. I really am. But doing this uh, is beyond the pale. Uh, You better believe it's a violation of your uh, medical privacy rights. There's no way, no how that I personally would trust a, quote, vaccine passport. And they say, oh, yes, but it's encrypted. Oh, good. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Um, But it's truly the inconsistency and the hypocrisy because we have never done this with any other uh, vaccination. And I really am hoping that we don't go down that very slippery slope on this one. I hope we don't. We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory. It's Medical Monday here on the Heidi Harris Show. I got a hold of a picture. I believe it's accurate. The CDC, the COVID-19 vaccination record card. And they ask for your patient number. And then it says in parentheses, medical record or IIS record number. What, what is that? Well, they're talking about this again. It's You're on that slippery slope about giving, you know, you an independent uh identification oh. number mm-hmm. uh, that will that will follow you around um you know this is what they do frankly in totalitarian governments yep. um this is what they do in places like china uh you become a number um you have a number which is i you know assigned to you at birth and that is your number for tracking of all kinds of purposes whether it's for uh taxation purposes or for following you for anything else um, in China, for example, people are required to have a cell phone because they are tracked. These wow. cell phones are their tracking devices. 
Um, and one of the reasons that uh, we feared that many, many more people had actually died of coronavirus in China, because during the first month, about 300,000 uh, phones disappeared all of a sudden without a trace uh, within a matter of a couple of weeks. And it's presumed that because quite a few people died of coronaviruses and their cell phones went with them. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So I, I worry about this tracking of any sort. I, my biggest concern with this entire pandemic, Heidi, has been clearly, you know, we need to address this virus and we need to protect those people, a relatively small percentage of people, by the way, who are truly at risk from it. But my bigger concern really is the egregious overreach of the government during this time period, preying largely on people's fear and the fact that people have so willingly handed over their civil liberties, whether it's uh, you know, that they have tolerated shutting down their businesses, tolerated the government continuing to collect taxes while shutting down schools, access to public parks and to beaches and all the things that we pay our taxes to support. The fact that they have, you know, forbidden things like weddings and funerals and attendance at those things. I mean, these are huge, huge overreaches by the government. And that, to me, is what's the scariest about the entire pandemic. Unbelievable. It's true. We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory. It's Medical Monday here on the Heidi Harris Show. Back to the vaccines for a thing. I, I think this is really important. You and I were talking about I don't want to gloss over this because they have continuously moved the goalposts. Even if you're somebody who wants the vaccine, they tried to make it sound as if if you just get this vaccine, all your problems will be over. Then you get the vaccine. Dr. Fauci's got two shots. He's still wearing the mask. Rand Paul called him out on that last week. And yet, then they're saying, like you mentioned, you could, no, even if you've gotten the vaccine, you could still be an asymptomatic carrier. They didn't really tell people at first before the vaccines came out that it really doesn't prevent everybody from getting it. It only prevents the most severe side effects, so they say. So they continue to trickle this information out when hundreds of, you know, 100 million people or something like that here in America have had at least one dose. Pretty scary stuff. Oh, it's very scary. And, and let's see, they, you are quite right. They have continued to move the goalposts. Uh, Anthony Fauci is the, uh, the master of what they would call the platonic noble lie. He knows darn well what he's saying isn't true. It's the noble lie that he's doing to, because presumably uh, we peasants are too stupid uh, to do the right thing. And therefore, they say things like, yes, even if you're vaccinated, you still may be a quote, asymptomatic spreader, knowing that that has never occurred in the history of viruses. Uh, but they are concerned that otherwise people will uh, get complacent, take their masks off, go back to uh, having parties and attending uh, large events, you know, concerts and sporting events and that things of that sort, and that they will therefore lose the control that they've become so comfortable having. Uh, we have never done this with anything else. We have never had someone who's been vaccinated for a disease continue to act as if they are unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. And frankly, there is really little difference in Anthony Fauci's mind between those who get vaccinated or those who have fully had and recovered from coronavirus and people who have it. Right. And, and that defies science. From the party of people who said, follow the science, follow the data, what he is saying and doing absolutely flies in the face 
of everything we know about virology, epidemiology, and immunology. Mm, let's take a with Dr. Kelly Victory. It's Medical Monday. Final question. You've mentioned ivermectin in the past. Talk a little bit about what it is. I was having lunch with some friends over the weekend, and they were talking about how they were able to get it. You can buy it online and things like that, and apparently it's helpful for some people or maybe a preventative. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, ivermectin is a drug, again, like hydroxychloroquine that's been around and FDA approved for decades. Uh, We've been using ivermectin for 50 years. It's used uh, primarily to treat parasites, intestinal parasites, uh, worms, if you will. It's used both in people and in animals, extremely safe, uh, very, very inexpensive. It's bought over the counter in much of the uh, planet. Because, uh, because worms are endemic in a lot of third world countries. So people just go into and buy it over the counter. Um, it turns out that it's been highly effective both for the prophylaxis of COVID-19 and in the early treatment of COVID-19. Again, much like hydroxychloroquine. Uh, it's been used effectively if given along with zinc. Uh, and it, but the key is, like hydroxychloroquine, again, needs to be given early. You cannot wait until people are profoundly ill, God forbid, needing to be on supplemental oxygen, you know, getting admitted to the hospital. That's too late. It needs to be used early in the course. Now, I do know, r- relative to people buying it online, because ivermectin, unlike hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin is used uh, quite a bit in the veterinary world. I give it to my own horses. Uh, annually for deworming them, uh, and many people give it to their dogs or other farm animals. You can get it through veterinary supply stores. I do not recommend that people do that or be very, very cautious in doing so because frequently veterinary pre- preparations of these medicines are mixed with other things. Oh, okay. They're mixed with carriers that aren't necessarily safe in humans. So although ivermectin itself that component is safe in humans. You don't know what the veterinary preparation was mixed with, and you just need to be very, very careful that it isn't mixed with something that ends up being toxic to humans. Mm. It's also a little more difficult to get the dosing right. When I give ivermectin to my horses, I'm <laughs> dosing it for a 1,500-pound animal. Right. Um, you know, try try to translate that into, you know, a 120-pound woman, right. and they're just, you're, you're the potential for you to have a dosing error is significant. So Mm -hmm. I really don't recommend that people get it through a veterinary source. Uh, I would go to a physician, and if your own physician won't prescribe it, then again, speak with an MD.com or America's Frontline Doctors uh, are capable of holding a telemedicine visit to make a determination if you would benefit from ivermectin. I think that makes great sense. Dr. Victory, always great information. I so appreciate this. I'm going to put this up on the podcast today. Thank you, Dr. Kelly Victory, Medical Mondays. I look so forward to this every Monday. Have a great week, and we'll chat next Monday. Don't forget you can find all the archives of a lot of the show on Heidi Harris Show podcast, wherever you get podcasts. You can find them. You can also listen to my live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs) 